Now it is time for our legal slot and we're joined uh, by William Cahar from Cahar & Co Solicitors. Good morning to you, William. How are things? Good morning, Alan. Uh, thanks very much for being with us. Uh, if you have any questions for William, uh, do send them in to us on 086 1800 if you're seeking any sort of uh, legal advice or have any legal-related questions. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, William's going to take us through uh, this week's topic, which is rights for cohabiting couples, William. Yes, I suppose, look, it's a topic that's going to become a lot more... Uh, common, especially as we head into the, the referendums in March, and I suppose people are only starting to become aware of the rights that cohabiting couples now have. So I suppose um, it's an important area because we've seen in the last two census that cohabiting couples are growing enormously in Ireland. Um, so therefore, it's important that there is rights and laws around them. Um, and I suppose this was introduced back in 2011, um, the Civil Partnership and Certain Rights and Obligations Cohabitants Act 2010. It's a mouthful. But <laughs> I was just thinking that it's going to offer you a glass of water halfway yeah. through that. Um, but it does convey certain rights on couples who are cohabiting and those rights really are for after the relationship might finish. Okay, um, so let's begin then. Uh, do cohabiting couples, do they have the same rights as married couples? No, they don't. And I suppose the legislation that was introduced really was to give rights to people uh, where there is an interdependence. So it's not aimed at a young couple who might be casually living together for six or eight, ten months. I mean, this is for people who are in longer term committed relationships that end up uh, finishing and one person could be left in financial distress as a result of that. Okay. Um, what is a cohabitant and can all, can they all avail of the redress scheme? Yeah. So, look, a cohabitant is two adults who are living in an intimate and committed relationship. So, it does cover same-sex um, relationships. And then in order for somebody to qualify for relief, so the reliefs we'd be talking about is somebody applying to the district court um, for financial relief. Um, they do have to be financially dependent on the other person. So it's not enough just to say you're in a long-term relationship. You actually have to show that you were financially dependent on them, mm. i.e. Uh, they might have been the breadwinner and you might have stayed at home running the house or you might have foregone opportunities that you had in order to let them to, for- to, to further their career. So you do need to be able to demonstrate that in order to qualify. Okay, what awards can a court make and, and what are the criteria to be granted relief, William? Yeah, so you have, obviously, as I've just said, you have to be financially interdependent, but the awards that they can make, I mean, there's maintenance, there's lump sum, there's property adjustment orders. So the court, in actual fact, if you qualify under this legislation, the court have quite a broad remit with regards to financial um, awards that they can make and they're pretty similar to what a couple could look for in a, in a, in a divorce situation. Okay, and what factors does the court then consider when deciding whether or not to grant relief? They, again, look, as I said, the the couples have to be interdependent and they have to show a a reliance on the other party. Um, With regards to property, they would have to show that they had foregone or they had invested in the property um, or had lived in it as their their family home. Again, a lot of it mirroring uh, situations where people are in a divorce, but a cohabitant just has a much higher bar to prove, to get to that point where they can go and look look for the release before the court. And again, they can also look for pension adjustment orders. So um, at the end of a long committed relationship, if somebody is financially dependent, they can look for maintenance, but they can also look for a, fin- or for a pension adjustment order, meaning they can look for part of the pension. Okay. Um, do cohabitees, and this is one I'm sure they're all uh, concerned about, do they have any rights if, if one partner dies? They do, but their rights are that they must bring an application to court 
um, after somebody dies and then it is entirely up to the court. So, no, you know, as in you would really need to make a will. I mean, as yeah. as I've said before, husband and wife, um, they're aut- they automatically get two-thirds if there's no will, whereas a cohabitant gets nothing and then has to go and try and fight for something through the courts. And there could be other and there could be other people before them in that. There could be children and other people who have an entitlement to, to inherit. So I suppose if people are in committed long-term relationships, just having a will in place really is important. Okay, and next question is one I wonder, can couples form their own agreement? I suppose they go and form their Fun- own agreement, William, but it's whether it'll be legally recognised. No, no, fun- funnily enough, they can. And okay. the actual legislation specifically provides for that, um, that cohabiting couples can effectively do, I suppose what colloquially we'd refer to as a, as a prenup. Um, you know, so they're they're not really recognised for married couples but they're specifically legislated for for cohabiting couples and I we think the reason for that is that a lot of cohabiting couples might be in their second relationship and therefore um, they I suppose they have an idea as as to what both of them want from the relationship and generally speaking this is a provision whereby they can enter into an agreement now that agreement has to be both parties have to attend with the solicitor and they have to have received independent legal advice if it's if it's to be valid so they can't just draw it up on the kitchen table sign it and put it in the drawer um, they, they just have to take the proper steps with regards to it Okay uh, that's understandable uh, do cohabitants have any other rights uh, for example if, if, if they have children together. Yeah, it's, there, there's rights with regards to guardianship. Um, a cohabiting father is, um, once he has been with the mother for more than 12 months, is automatically a guardian, whereas um, a father uh, otherwise, where they're not cohabiting, would have to make an application to the court. But equally so, I suppose, what can be even more strong is that where a cohabitant is not the, f- the child's father but has been in the role of a parent for over three years they can they can apply for guardianship to the court as well Okay um, any other uh, points you want to uh, convey to people on this? No I suppose it's really just something that people need to be aware of that look if, if they are in a loving committed relationship I suppose look out for each other um, and just don't take things for granted. So make financial plans. As I always say to people, you can go out and you can get life policies and there's many different types of life policies and all types of bonds and insurance products that people take. But if you don't leave a set of instructions, there's not much point in getting them in the first place. <laughs> very, 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 very <laughs> true. Um, we have a question for you just before we finish from Joe, who's listening to Morning Focus, uh, which he sent in on 86 It says, hi, Alan. My legal question is, I know a will can be changed, but what I'd like to know is, can a deed be changed? Uh, many thanks, Alan. So that's what Joe was wondering. Can a deed be changed, William? By both parties. So so a deed is an instrument whereby both parties have signed something. So if it's to be changed, both parties have to sign to change it. Okay, so it's an all, all or nothing, basically. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like a contract, okay. basically. There you go, Joe. If you're looking to do it by yourself, <laughs> you're out of luck. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much. And thank you to you, William, as well. If you ever have any questions uh, for William, Sharon or Avril in our legal advice slot, do send them into us on 086 1800 964. Uh,